in this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 4, where I'll answer the question, how should we deal with each other? Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 4 says, And he said to his disciples, Temptations to sin are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea than that he should cause one of these little ones to sin. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. Jesus shares these words with his disciples, and it's one of those things that probably just stuck in the back of their minds a little bit. It's one of those lessons that was difficult to hear, even though when we read this passage, we automatically think, oh yeah, these are things that we definitely should do. But when it's Jesus telling you this directly, then you might start to think about it a little bit more seriously. We need to consider the fact that there are times when we tempt others into sin. We need to consider the fact that there are times that we neglect the responsibility of rebuking those around us who are actively in sin. We need to acknowledge the fact that sometimes we are hesitant or neglectful in our responsibility to forgive those who have repented. These are hard lessons to learn, even though they're simple ones to say. With this in mind, here are three thoughts from Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 4. Thought number one, don't tempt others. If we're going to deal with each other well, if we're going to do well and live out the Christian life in community with one another, we have to be sure that we are not tempting one another to sin. Jesus says that if you cause somebody else to sin, if you are the one who is tempting others to defy God's law, it is a terrible thing for you. You shouldn't do that. And yet, how often do we tempt others to sin? How often do we do so knowingly, knowing that we are egging people on, that we are pushing them closer and closer to the edge of sinfulness? We can't do that if we're going to live faithfully in Christian community with one another. We have to take care of our actions and carefully consider when the things that we say and the things that we do might be tempting others into sinfulness. Thought number two, rebuke sinners. This is one of those things where you will immediately get attacked if you rebuke a sinner. What are they going to say? They're going to say, what, are you judging me? Doesn't Jesus say, judge not lest you be judged? And of course, he said that. But Jesus also said, you need to rebuke those who are sinning around you. You need to let them know this thing that you're doing, it is in fact sin. And you are doing something damaging to yourself and others in your sinfulness. When you rebuke the sinner who's around you, when you point out that they are doing something, that is against God's good purposes, what you're really doing is demonstrating that you have care and concern and love for that individual. If you didn't care about them at all, you'd say, oh, go ahead, do whatever you want. Because you know that the wrath of God is going to come down upon that person. You would only want that if you hated that person. But Jesus says, rebuke those who sin. 
rebuke the sinner around you. This is something that we need to do, but we need to do so with love in mind. You rebuke the sinner because you love them and because you love God, not because you want harm to befall them. Thought number three, forgive people. You rebuke the sinner, so they repent. And when they repent, what do you do? You forgive that person for whatever sin they had committed. You forgive the person who has sinned directly against you, provided they are repenting. And Jesus says, if they come and sin against you seven times, you forgive them seven times if they have repented seven times. What does all of that mean? It means that there is no statute of limitations on how much forgiveness we have to grant. We grant as much forgiveness as is requested of us. We forgive generously because we have been forgiven very generously. We have been forgiven far more than we ourselves would ever forgive. This is what Jesus Christ has done. So we must forgive people if we are going to be like him, if we are going to be conforming our lives to his own standards, to his own methodology of living. We must forgive people and forgive them generously, repeatedly, far beyond what anybody else would do. Forgive them if they're repenting, because we don't know if that repentance is genuine or if it's false. So we err on the side of caution and forgive all of those who repent of their sins. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Luke chapter 17 and 18. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook page Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.